everybody to another episode of the den uh my name is dane and i'm 50 percent of the den hosting tandem joined today by one of our most prominent recurring guests pretty much a third host at this point barrett gasad of the carried away podcast joins me remotely right now barrett how are we today i'm doing really good dane how about you Oh, not too bad at all. I got the drinks flowing on this uh, Monday night. I'm, yeah, uh, the drinks flowing, the fucking herbs and rotation, shit like that. <laughs> exactly. It should be a good night for sure. Good night in the studio. It's good we got this uh, uh, remote call working. Hopefully the audio isn't complete horseshit for for our listeners. But yeah. um, before before we dive into this this episode. Uh, which is going to discuss Game of Thrones Season 8, Episodes 3 and 4. Uh, we owe our Den listeners an apology. Because about two weeks ago, Barrett was in studio, and we were also joined by Clyde Salazar to discuss uh, our thoughts and other predictions for Avengers Endgame. As it was on the eve, I guess you could say. It was a couple hours before we were going to go see the movie. Yeah. And the entire file just got completely corrupted, and it was a pretty <laughs> solid episode, too. But Yeah, it was a good podcast. I really enjoyed recording it. Uh, so, I feel like we had a lot of good takes lost. Yeah, it's it sucks that we won't have them out there. The best One of the best parts about podcasting is you can actually back up, you can timestamp your takes on a lot of things. And I know Clyde for sure had some good ones uh, predicting the deaths and whatnot. We all did, I think. But uh, it just sucks it was lost. It always sucks filming one. And that's not the first time it's happened either. It seems like all our good episodes sometimes get corrupted. Yeah, that's that's fucking unfortunate. But anyway, on to bigger and better things. Let's hop into Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, titled The Long Night. And obviously in this episode, we get a battle nearly a decade in the making, being the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, I'll start with this. What was your first impression of the entire episode? And from that, how has your impression changed after subsequent viewings? Okay. <laughs> so it was really the only way I feel like I can describe the Battle of Winterfell is that it literally seemed like I was on a roller coaster of hope the entire time. Because at the beginning, you have all of them out there. And there's like, there's so many of them, obviously, like seeing them all come together. And then, you know, you see Melisandre, the woman in red, just show up. And she really, she changed the entire morale of the scene to where it's like, it actually gave you that glimmer of hope that, wow, they might actually stand a fighting chance. Like, this is magic and shit we've never really seen before. Like, literally yeah. for the entire Dothraki army. Like, this is, this is crazy. Like, it gave us some, like, weight behind us, I felt. Yeah. And then... Just as soon as it gives it to us, it takes it all away and some, dude. Yeah, yeah. We'll dive into the uh, into the contents of the episode in a bit, but I couldn't agree more, honestly. Um, the the scene with the we'll we'll I'll discuss my favorite scenes in yours too uh, in a little bit, but the Dothraki getting their torts lit or their their torch their swords lit like torches was just like an unbelievable cinematography. And also just the sweet scene, like when you see it, it from Danny and John's viewpoint, and they just see like <laughs> it all just go up. up. Yeah, yeah. And for the viewers Sansa, at home too, yeah. for the when viewers Sansa. at home too, I think they love the um, loved having some lighting. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I definitely heard about. A lot of people were complaining about it, and but I guess one of the guys that shot it, he basically just said, you know, everything we wanted you to see was there. 
And I thought, to some extent, that was a pretty good answer. Like, it definitely was dark, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I felt like it was kind of a bold decision at the same time, too, that in a kind of a way paid off for them in terms of, like, making it more horrific. Yeah, that is is true, too. Like, it seems to be a common theme that we've seen uh, through these past few seasons of Game of Thrones that fans dissect and analyze... Uh, the series to literally unprecedented levels and game of thrones is a masterpiece that has put out strong and consistent storytelling for like over 60 episodes up until season seven when these became legitimate concerns um so i think as fans we have the right to hold it to a higher standard of quality than we would literally any other show before like 10 million dollars an episode we're gonna judge it like it's a movie even though it's a television show and it definitely Especially with like last night's episode and the you know in the Battle of Winterfell, it really felt like to some extent you were watching a movie. It did. It was unbelievable. Like even more so because you have so much more invested in these characters than you do any other movie character. For for how much we've seen them, like you, we've essentially grown up with these characters as they've grown up too. Yeah, we we really have. We it's able to like we're really able to look back at these characters and like see where they've come and how far they've gone. And it's yeah. it's actually truly something special that I you can't portray in a film. Like you really can't portray that much time and effort into something in a film. I don't think. No, not at all. And that's why I, I even though I do kind of agree with the masses on that about uh, that we have to hold it to a higher standard of higher standard of viewing. Yeah, I've still loved. I still loved every episode this season, and yeah. that doesn't seem to be the popular vote. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really loved the first half of season seven, and I was kind of iffy on the second half when they went above the wall and everything, just because I wasn't expecting it, and I was kind of upset then. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I feel like, I don't know, more or less, I enjoy it. But this season, so far, season eight. I absolutely fucking love it. Like, I think it's great so far. I, but a lot of people, like you said, are fucking pissed. And I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it at times. Yeah. Like, okay. So let's talk about this episode, Battle of Interfell, what we're on now, episode three. Some of the criticisms, it was too dark. A lot of people were criticizing Danny landing the dragon in a horde of White Walkers, which maybe wasn't the best decision. Uh, Arya somehow sneaks by all of these white walkers to murder the night king which was alluded to i think previously i'm sure you've seen that i missed it at the time and it wasn't i wasn't thinking but where she snuck up on danny at the weirwood or snuck up on john snow yeah at the weirwood tree earlier so that was pretty good that was i guess that it was good that they gave us like a little hint that she's a master assassin a shadow assassin pretty much and I think that scene where she's in kind of the library area trying to avoid all the undead, it really is a crazy scene just because of how quiet it is and like oh, the way yeah. she's moving and everything. Yeah, I agree. It was thrilling. It was so it was such thrilling television. But you know, like of course, absolutely the episode was by no means perfect, but I really felt like I couldn't have done a better job myself if I was trying to make it personally. I yeah. felt like it was good. It was really good. Yeah, for sure. Like, the it's a bunch of you know keyboard warriors can can uh, 
shit on the cinematography, dude. It was, if you watched, like, I trust the people they have in charge of this more than I would trust any user on Twitter about, about how Oh, it yeah. Is. Even uh, speaking I, of that, like, absolutely. a lot of people were like, well, what kind of war planning is it to send in the Dothraki, like, just right into the, into the darkness? One, yeah. you tried coming up with a better idea. Two, it made for a sick shot when all the lights go out in the blackout. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the it, it, I don't get scared really often from movies, but that that was actually truly, truly fucking scary. It's it's funny you say that. I seriously have in my notes here. I said it is impossible. If you are even remotely impassioned by the show, it's impossible not to have a shiver in your spine during that sequence. Like it is just so scary. It is it, so scary. It really it really is. They they portrayed horror and fear so well the dark yeah sorry go on go ahead i was just gonna say the dark is so scary alone darkness is scary period it it, it worked in their behavior like i I don't think i don't think it would have worked well as well if we saw it all in the light period Mm -hmm. as we've seen most of the fight like of course we had the battle of blackwater and also the siege on castle black like yeah maybe those were in the dark too and a little more you know visible but I thought the darkness just added to the, like, the, ep- I don't want to say epicness, ep- legitness, I don't want to say that of the show, but it made it, like, sick. Like, the darkness was, made it feel like, holy shit, this is it. Like, it made you feel, can't delay it anymore. Yeah, it made you feel really outnumbered, too. I think, you're like, just watching it, because you, I pretty much assumed everywhere there was darkness was everywhere there was going to be the army of the dead. Yeah, and he, like, I don't know if this was the same strategy for you, but, like, whenever I used to be, try to be brave and see a horror movie in theaters or something like that when I was younger, every scene in the daytime, you're fine with. You're watching it, and you're like, okay, nothing's nothing's really going to happen here. But as soon as that darkness comes over, if you're watching a horror movie, you know, like, all bets are off. This is where it's going to go down. And yeah. Like, and it, about this. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely goes down. But I know a lot of people were complaining about how the Dothraki were used. But at the same time, like, I'm wondering how bad would it have been? Like, we saw when they rushed to the Unsullied. And it was literally like, it looked like the undead was running on top of the undead. Like, it was literally just a fucking horde. Yeah. How could the Dothraki staying there on their horses waiting for them have made it any better? I feel like it just would have made it a huge mess, dude. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm no Game of Thrones. I'm no Westeros historian. But aren't the Dothraki known for their offensive prowess of just, like, fucking people up? And the Unsullied are known for, like, their tight defense and their, like, fortification of places? Like... I, yeah. yeah, like, you can argue all you want about how the Dothraki were used, dude. They were getting absolutely slayed, regardless. They that's were. what it was showing. And that's honestly what I thought the majority of the episode was maybe going to show, if it went down, like, an alternate loophole, that it was like, these guys are fighting literally as hard as they can, and they have no chance. Like, no chance. It, and it, it definitely did seem like that a couple times. Like, especially when I saw, when all the Dothraki died, and then you see that scene where the Unsullied are, like, just, like, looking into the darkness, just bracing, and then you see them just meet. Yeah. Like, at that point, it seriously crossed my mind. Not one of these motherfuckers is going to survive. Yeah. I I seriously thought, like, there's only, what, three episodes after the Battle of Winterfell? 
And I have to admit, like, at multiple points during the episode, I was like, holy shit, these screenwriters are actually taking off this entire side. They're knocking out this entire fucking... The North is completely done. And this is going to be between the Night King and Cersei. And, like, maybe the few stragglers who retreated. That's it. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I thought, too. And And that means... Oh, sorry. I remember watching it and just thinking, like, we need dragons now. We need dragons now. And then just like that, all of a sudden, you see Drogon just come in and just fucking light a bunch of them up. That was one thing the episode did really well is on both ends, on both the human side and the undead side, is it showed power so well. The power in numbers with the White Walkers and also the power of what a few dragons can do. Because you heard Cersei and and Bronn and like Bronn in episode four talking about it and Cersei and all of her advisors at King's Landing talking about the dragons. Until the loot train battle last season you really didn't understand the strength of a dragon. You're like, okay, they have a dragon, but how useful is it really? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's only three of them at, at that point. There was only three of them. Like, come on, how hard can this be to take one out? And then you see how much damage they can do. It's it's so obvious why everyone's afraid of fucking dragons. <laughs> no, it is. I just think that if it was actually real, it, it would be it'd be horrifying. And yeah. I've heard um, George R. R. Martin compares, like, dragons to nuclear weapons almost in a way. Yeah. That they're, how, like, they're the game changer. That's how, yeah. I that, And that's how it should be, too. It was sweet. Awesome. What, speaking of dragons, what do you think of the, uh, the dragon flying, fighting, triple threat match in the sky sequences? I thought it was... I thought it was fucking crazy. It was, it was it hard too. to see which dragon was which, but I also loved the scenes, like the faraway shots where it just showed them like... In the night sky? Yeah, in the storm, or then just like lighting up a fucking, you know, just a group of undead. Yeah. Like, I thought the fire and the colors with the darkness was beautiful at times. Yeah, yeah and especially that scene, I'm sure you've probably seen it too, where the where uh, Rhaegal and... Drogon and Dan and John yeah. are They're in the clouds. Yeah, and they just dive down. Like just so sweet. It was. It was it was truly those scenes were like actually beautiful to watch. Yeah. And and an entire episode of Chaos. Even the dragon doing the fire and shit, like right on the cusp of the blizzard and shit, which was actually yeah. pretty terrifying. But yeah. it looked it was beautiful. At times it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And speaking of beautiful scenes, too, my other favorite scene, and I think you share it in the same one, or you share with my plight here. The um Brienne and Jamie scene where they're on a wall in Winterfell and the like dragon fires illuminating behind them. It almost looks like a golden sky. Yeah. Behind them. And they're just like back to back, just shredding people. I've decided like on the heels of that knighting ceremony that was then my opinion I thought was kind of corny. I thought that I decided we need more Jamie fighting scenes in this uh, in the next episode. And I think you're we're probably going to get it, dude. I think we're going to get it in spades. Yeah. <laughs> to the, to I the hope point so. where to the point where Jamie's getting taken off the board unfortunately. Yeah, I think so too. We'll get into some predictions later. We'll keep moving along Battle of Winterfell. Um, before we move too far further, though, rest in peace to the dogs we lost. Jorah Mormont, RIP, honorable death. The Mormonts have gone. Yeah, the Mormonts are completely wiped. So RIP Jorah, RIP Lyanna. Lyanna died a sick death. 
I, did you see that? Uh, she did. She had where she's like, if you're gonna die on Game of Thrones, you might as well like die in a sick way. <laughs> when I saw it, I just considered it a giant killing another giant. Yeah, because sure. that's that was kind of just the attitude and the behavior she had. That she just oh yeah, she literally was a fucking giant. Yeah, and I wonder if when Benioff and Weiss were writing season seven if they knew that this Liana Stark character would take on such, like, a massive following with the audience. Like, they gave her a sick send-off. They really did. And I wonder if that was if that was fan service over, over anything. I don't know. A lot of people are using the argument now that they're just fan servicing to keep people alive. And that yeah. this isn't, like, the Game of Thrones that would be written. Which, to some extent, I think is... I don't know. It's bullshit. <laughs> like, like this is what I don't understand too. And like, we'll, we'll run through who else we who else got killed. So Melisandre died. The Night King died. Obviously, Theon died. And I don't know his name, but the dude from Castle Black who saved Sam. Oh What's his yeah, name? Ed. Oh yeah, Ed. Yeah, who was promptly dusted right through the back of the skull. Yeah, first one to go. But like. I'm with you on that, dude. A lot of people are upset that there's no, like, first-tier character deaths. And by that, we mean, like, Jamie, Cersei, Tyrion, Sansa, Arya, Bran, Jon, Danny, Like, all of them. Yeah, we haven't got him yet, but we still had the Night King die, who, up to this point, looked like the strongest person on the board. Like, what what do you want? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. And a lot of people are saying that this isn't, like what george wanted and stuff like that but george has also claimed out like come out and said that he believes he's on the same page with dan and david about how they're wanting to end it that they believe their endings will be similar and he just kind of compared it to like so many people have written comics about spider-man but it's pretty much all the same thing it's just little differentiations and shit like that But yeah. this, is, this is what it is. It's just, it's a different, it's almost a different take on it, but I still think it's going to be the same. I believe yeah. George, and I think he knows, he knows more than any of these five boys on Twitter. Yeah. And, excuse me, George too. Uh, I, I think I was reading that similar article where he's like, yeah, some things will probably change between them, but like our final acts are going to be similar. Like they're not, it's not going to be anything dry, anything like super drastic. Like, I don't think we're going to see, Jon Snow bite like Jon Snow stay dead like I don't think we're seeing that in the books yeah I, <laughs> so I don't th- I don't think so either he's too so, big of a character so if you had to grade Battle of is Battle of Winterfell I remember we talked right after the episode and we both maybe perhaps being prisoner of the moment said that Battle of Winterfell is our favorite Game of Thrones episode ever is it still your favorite episode ever if, or have you kind of soured on it last uh I really fucking liked the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> like, I did too. I like, like it's definitely up there, dude. It's definitely up there. A lot of the people complaining too are just purists that you have in every series in almost every faction of life too. Where it's the nostalgia getting the better of you. Like the Battle of Winterfell is better than the Battle of Blackwater. These are uh, facts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would agree with you. The Battle of Blackwater. It's like. It's a second season battle. Like, like cool. It, it was the first fight, like, first large-scale fight they did on the show. Compare the two and see which one had your 
had your heart beating faster. <laughs> seriously, though. No, but, seriously, you're real talk. Yeah. But I think, we're, yeah, we're, I, I would go as far as to say it was probably the best battle so far. It was probably my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. And especially with all the with all the mythology that was going around um, behind behind that episode, like, dude, we were hearing like eight months ago that this battle scene was going to be fucking bananas, and it 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 lived up to the hype. Yeah, it absolutely it actually did. did. Like, and a lot of a lot of people are pissed off, and they don't think the the prophecy, like the Azora High prophecy, which like I thought was going to be Jamie and everything, that a lot of people think the prophecy's dead and that the long night's completely over, which I do think, you know, the night King is no longer an enemy. Obviously he's dead as fuck, but I think the prophecy to some extent is open to interpretation. Yeah. I, and I really, I really don't think been. it can just be like set and set in stone to one thing. Like, of course, Azora high is going to be mostly related to the long night and shit like that. But Maybe there is no just like one person, you know, and then when you have someone like Arya, she's just an entire independent variable on her own. Like you can't she is no prophecy almost. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't yeah. take her into account. She was just there and she fucking she killed him. But thank God someone did because John yeah, obviously wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's it's like Game of Thrones has given us so many herrings, whether they're whether they're red herrings or not, or whether they're things of the truth. Like, okay, yeah, we have the prophecy that Cersei's going to get killed by one of her younger brothers. We mm-hmm. also have Cersei on Arya's list. We're not going to be able to satisfy everyone. We're not going to be able to culminate on every single one of these. If we did, no one would like the show. It'd be way too predictable about what was going to happen. Like exactly. It, it leads to its unpredictability, for sure. Like, and if anything, the... it just makes the better storytelling. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. But... Oh, no. Dude, it's like... <clears throat> it's frustrating there. Because, like, people... If Jamie got... Say Jamie got got in the Battle of Winterfell, people would, people would be up in arms about how they've led us to believe this prophecy was going to come true, that he was going to kill Cersei. But at the same yeah. time, like it's such a fine line to balance between being actually scared for this character or these characters being plot proof. Mm-hmm. But and and period, people are never going to be happy. Period. Yeah, it's obvious. Like it's obvious after this season. I cannot believe the amount of hate when Battle of Winterfell was getting unnecessary hate. For sure. okay, I get it. It was dark. Okay, like get over it. It was sick. The whole, enti- whole entire episode was sick. And now it's just all these all these people... If there was legitimate gripes like that of Season 7, like, okay, logistically, this is making no sense. Okay, fair enough. But, like, we got to pick our battles when we're discussing this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we really do. We really do. I but like it. I, I'm, I'm just... I don't think I could write it any better myself at this point. No. And that's and, just being honest, dude. <laughs> and I'm, and but I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm when it goes on, I'm so fucking excited to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I had I had absolutely no clue what to expect in last night's episode. Yeah. So I think we should move there. I think we should move to episode four. Episode four. I don't know if you checked Twitter lately or even before. Uh, there were some leaks going around, which leaked episodes haven't fared well 
significant haven't spared well historically for game of thrones except for the loot train battle which was like unreal yeah <laughs> but so to kind of up to kind of update the audience on the conversation we had before yesterday obviously these leaks were hitting twitter uh that spoiler alert stop now listening if you haven't seen episode four but apparently the Masande death was revealed way before uh 7 p.m or whenever whenever the episode was set to start that's so fucked all all i saw and what i was telling you is i saw a headline from complex that was like leaks reveal a major character death in episode four so I had no idea who it was or what you was going to happen. It was going to happen, which still, which I still have to admit, ruined uh, was a little bit of ruining the experience for me. Yeah, no, that fucking like, what the hell, complex? Yeah, and, uh, like, okay, we've even been talking that talking about Game of Thrones uh, live, like live tweeting what's happening almost shouldn't be allowed. Like, it needs the same treatment as movies, at least for the first hour after the show. Like, give us at least an hour grace to, like, in case we need to pause the episode. No, and it, it, it seriously is. And it's so hypocritical for everyone to be like, you can't spoil Endgame. This has been 10 years in the making. Don't spoil Endgame. And then literally, if someone's just a couple minutes ahead of you, in Game of Thrones, and you're stupid enough to pull out your phone. Yeah, or even and, mindless enough. Yeah, and, and then you get on Twitter, even though they're a couple minutes ahead of you, they can literally fucking spoil something huge, because something huge can happen in literally three fucking seconds. Like, yeah. in three fucking seconds, we saw a dragon fucking biff it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have to admit, like, I was watching that. Okay, I'll, I'll admit... My mind was a little foggy, not like not foggy from fatigue or anything, but <laughs> you know, definitely, definitely wasn't completely focused on all the surroundings. Like I was just kind of, I was just watching it. I wasn't analyzing it. I wasn't doing anything. And we'll get into that as we go get to that scene in the episode. But it leaves your mouth open sometimes. This show, your jaw drops. You're like, holy shit! It does. Like, dude, sometimes I seriously. I'm like watching it and I'm expecting it's like something to come onto the screen. Like, yeah, we're just kidding. That shit didn't actually just happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like a flash it 10 seconds and this is how it's actually going to play out. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about episode four, episode four. Uh, let's start with the first scene. Cause I could just tell by watching it that I think it was something you really liked. We get that haunting, like it's honestly a tremendous score. Yeah, uh, support first, showing first off, sh- do you think do you think it lived up to the hype following the Battle of Winterfell? Oh yeah, the first few scenes were so awesome, like with the music and all the visuals of all the dead people, like Jorah, like Theon, like the loads of zombies, or lo- loads of zombies, loads of undead on those like piers. Yeah. Oh, that was so sweet. Like it was sad, but so powerful. Oh, it was. It was for sure. And then it was just, like, I didn't know how they were, I literally had no clue what to expect. You know, like, we knew they were going to show some shit from Winterfell and everything. But I honestly didn't know if they were going to be able to, like, ride on the coattails of the Battle of Winterfell. And, like, to keep us at such a high level while still giving us, like, more shit to look forward to, more shit to be afraid of, like... 
it was a great fucking episode, dude. Overall, like this is this is seriously one of my favorite fucking episodes yeah. I've seen. Loved it. And dude, what's crazy is for all the people complaining about the pace of this episode, like, wow, we just saw this crazy fight. Now we're getting like this unevenly paced episode, like this political rambling that's made Game of Thrones so popular. Like people don't understand that we have seen our last slow paced episode of Game of Thrones ever. We're never seeing another one. Seriously. So, like, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, like, this is... Okay, we're seeing political chess for, like, 38 of the hour of the 88 minutes or whatever. But, like, appreciate it. This is the fine... This is endgame for them. And for being... Like, and you're being you're being pretty fucking ridiculous if you call this a slow episode, I think. Yeah, for because sure. Because this is like this is like hard home shit where it didn't really start off super strong, even though you could argue it did start off incredibly strong, but it ended with a fucking bang. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, we also see kind of in the beginning stages of this episode that rift between Danny and John. Is just widening by the second. Like, oh, it, are, are we in agreement that? Are we in agreement that there's no coming back from this? This is the. It, it's too far. They're both. Danny's too far gone. When she said, "I told you how this can work or how this can play out," I just told you. Yeah. I knew right there. Like <laughs> she's gone batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. It, it's there, just the, there's no going back. There's it, no going back now. It's just a general life rule that if your significant other is telling you to hide shit from your family, it's probably a pretty big red flag. And, so, and it is. so uh, Danny was acting like it was ridiculous for Jon Snow, who's literally the most important man in the universe right now. In the entire, in all of Westeros, he's the most important man to keep this a secret. Like it, it, it was, d- Danny's done, dude. Like, is that not pretty clear? Or at least she's she's going mad. She's gone mad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like we've seen we've seen her true colors and we've kind of seen them bleed through a little bit through previous seasons. Mm -hmm. But I don't think not a lot of people like casual viewers and stuff like even care. They're just like, oh, yeah, she's hot. So she can she can do like some crazy shit. Yeah, I think like going beyond looks she's fucking crazy like mm-hmm. she's actually fucking crazy and she's just she will she's now lost two of her most even keeled advisors her two closest people prior to season four or whatever when Varys and Tyrion kind of linked up with like Jorah's been with her the whole way and same with Masande. like they've given her you know unbelievable yeah. unwavering support and all usually the goods usually good support like with Jorah's last like final moment with the queen when he wasn't fighting for her was trying to mend the the ties between the Starks and the Targaryens yeah that it was she she's definitely lost like her closest friends and I think that's like it's starting to weigh on her and she's like, she's breaking dude. Like she's literally breaking. You can see it. You can see it even in the war council when people start questioning her that it wears on her. Like her face is like, she knows she's losing these people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's get, let's get to the scene where they decide Jon Snow decides to ride South on, on foot. Thank God. (laughs) 
to King's Landing, whereas Daenerys will take the sky. We see Ghost. Ghost survived. Yeah. Ghost somehow survived. What do you think of that scene where he sends him north? Like, do you think that's... Do you think... I don't know what that means, dude. Yeah, I hope that isn't Ghost's goodbye, truthfully. I really don't know what it means. He, Jon Snow knows that those direwolves don't last well in the south either, though. Like, they can just get... He, he, the direwolf would be of no use there in the, in the capital. It's so true. In that, in that way, I see it. I was, I was, again, like, fans literally getting mad for the sake of getting mad, I thought, a lot of this thing, too. Like, okay, it was, it was sad that he had to leave Ghost, but even having Ghost in that scene, I felt like was fan service as well. With so many people being like, where's Ghost? Where's Ghost? Where's Ghost? Yeah. The past, like, three seasons. <laughs> and looking back at it now, it's almost kind of like John saying goodbye to, like, who he is in the North and, like, letting that part go. Because yeah. you know from now on, he, he's, a, he's either going to live or he's going to die in the South yeah. as, as king or whatever. Yeah, it's true. This might be his last time North. And we do, do. Did you feel like those were get the last we were gonna see of Tormund, Samwell, Gilly? Did you feel? Did you feel like that was goodbye for real? Yeah, I. And to some extent, I kind of did. I felt like. I think I don't know about you, but I think everyone in Winterfell and everyone that's north of the Wall, the Wildlings, etc., that are heading there now, I think they're probably they're all guaranteed. Like they've they've made it. You think so? I think I that's do. that might be pretty bold, but I but there's not enough time too. Like right, like I just like I I wanted Sansa to die, but she's actually grown on me a measurable amount this yeah. season. That I, oh, I yeah. actually I really like her as a character, but I don't see how she's gonna die in Winterfell, dude. Would you not argue that Sansa, of everything we've seen this season, would not be the best ruler? Like I would, after what I've seen from this, Sansa seems like the most like. Take, like obviously take away bloodline royalties. Mm-hmm. Just what she's so Jon Snow would be. Uh, don't get me wrong, John. John would be great, but Sansa is such good. She's just as good as a people person as Jon Snow is. Essentially, yeah, okay, she doesn't. She's not a war hero, but her mental her mental strength is way ahead of Jon's. It's almost you know you could almost argue she's the smartest person on the show. You you you, re- you really could to some extent. They've kind of hinted at it, like who yeah, is the smartest Arya. person, whether it's Tyrion or Sansa, or it's 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 open to debate. But I do think probably the two strongest leaders <laughs> would be Sansa or Jon or Tyrion, for that matter. I think Tyrion would probably make a really good ruler too. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we find out here that Jon tells Sansa or Bran essentially tells Sansa and Arya of Jon's parentage and then we find out that Tyrion knows of it whether Sansa how, to- how fucking crazy was that scene though yeah how- it, it was so sick how I was saying to you off off air they left a lot off screen like oh, I, yeah, I, I wanted to see Bran tell him that's that is the crux of the entire Game of Thrones story and they left it off screen to two of the most important characters yeah I seriously I was I was pretty shocked at the same time, but I also know like 
we've heard the story repeatedly told like that, how that's why too, right like that's why we got to accept that that was why it wasn't on there they can't make these episodes 92 minutes instead of 88 okay they have tight <laughs> they have tight window but no I, I i totally agree like i wanted to see it too very badly yeah and even i i also we've seen so many Tyrion conversations this season get cut off early and we get another one this episode with Sansa and Sansa and Tyrion on the wall, where Sansa definitely confirms Jon Snow's lineage if doesn't tell him tell Tyrion right then and there. Yeah, well, I think I, I without a doubt think Bran told Tyrion. Yeah, I think and so I, too. I think it also like what even kind of further backs it up is that John specifically told Arya and Sansa to swear to him. He never told Bran. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter if Bran did swear because he would already have told Tyrion episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it that doesn't it seem like that to you too? And I know when I was watching it, I thought maybe the reason I was picking up on it was because I was stiz to the stone to the bone and I was just reading too much into it when I was watching the episodes. I damn like I I gotta give props to you for being able like to see that out because you were the one that like actually mentioned it to me and it's it's seriously one of those things where if you blink you're gonna miss it or unless you watch it you know multiple fucking times or if you just have an eye for picking up on shit and and you did dude so props to you for but, picking up on that because that was crazy well okay I'll, I'll take the i'll take the applaud but at the same time how many how many wrong rabbit holes have we went down on this Tyrion's riding a dragon for sure confirmed end of season seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's like the three-headed dragon now dude it's been entirely destroyed. John's not gonna ride an ice dragon. <laughs> it's it's not fucking happening. I seriously, I don't think it's gonna fucking happen anymore. Like yeah. no way. Yeah. So when you do hit on a prediction, dude, uh, it it feels good. It feels good in Thrones it to does. get rewarded for it. Just like I think the prediction. I think we've either talked about it. We definitely talked about it off air, and we'll get to the predictions at the very end of our podcast today. But I do want to talk about that childbirth theory. Of uh, Cersei. But oh, yeah. We'll save it. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. So <laughs> let's move on. As you, as we previously alluded to, Rhaegal gets spiked out of the sky. Like, absolutely ripped with unreal oh, yeah. efficiency. Like, an unreal accuracy. I, I, I do get the qualm that people have. Okay, I know how the, the thing was sending it. The, I, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. Those that ambush was obviously done in but behind and behind whatever that what was that uh Dragonstone? Yeah, I don't know. It was some sort of island or whatever. It was like a bay. Behind. It was almost the bay that they were hiding in. Where yeah, you could see it from the sky. But like, I do get the gripe of like, a why isn't Bran helping <laughs> helping these guys? If you can see what's going on. And why, like, why are they even risking any transportation without Bran or warging into a raven or something? Yeah, like, scouting it out. That makes sense. Like, I, I do, I do see, I do see. If some people want to call it lazy writing, some of the stuff, even, even I, as a proponent of these last few seasons and these last few episodes, yeah, at some point you have to be like, okay, okay, that's a little unrealistic. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the same time, I'm like thinking, what if Brand did see like Euron Greyjoy there, and however long it took Euron to get there, right? Yeah. What if, say they're they're already gone, John and all them are gone. Like, what's he gonna do? Send a raven and hope it gets there in time? Mm-hmm. It's true. That's true. It's. It's not like he can just, you know, fucking send a text and be like, Danny, look the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But at, but at the same time, I get you. Like, if he can totally see from using the Ravens and shit, why wasn't he able to dude, see like, that? Brand could be the best spy in the Seven Kingdoms. He could literally just plant a Raven, warg into a Raven, and plant it on the freaking, like, on like the, the Cersei's window, yeah. On on like a sh- on like an upwards part of Cersei's battle council, and just relay the information. Yeah, you're right. He seriously can. But it's so, almost like that's too easy at that point. Like Bran would, he he is obviously one of the most overpowered characters in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. So like, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd call it lazy writing, but. They've definitely gotten themselves into a corner when they're ta- discussing the powers of these people and like some plot holes that obviously just can't be completely filled. Yeah, I I understand completely, and it's but, there's only so much they can do at the same time. It's, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. But let let's talk about it. Regal go Reg is it Regal? Yeah, I believe so. Regal goes down like. And fucking instantly, instantly yeah. too and it was it was funny because this this episode reminded me of like such a classic game of thrones episode where it's like everything's happy you know and like they won you know they had like this great fucking party and shit like that brianne's no longer a virgin this <laughs> yeah. like holding gray worm's hand like they're on their way to kick cersei's ass like this is so good and then it just instantly fucking takes it all away from you yeah and it's just that's just classic game of thrones to me like people are upset that shit isn't dying fast enough well there's a fucking dragon gone just like that did you have any were you were you upset or anything at all that it was euron the one to take out a dragon when even the night king tried and couldn't take out that dragon no it was it was crazy though. It was um, it was weird seeing the scorpions because remember the first time like one shot at Drogon and then it just like gets in his wing and then Jamie basically tells Cersei that it was useless and it like it did nothing, yeah. and then you see just a couple of them lined up perfectly to catch fucking yeah. Rhaegal lacking and now he's fucking he's <laughs> down in the deep blue fucking sea. Yeah, and that <laughs> and that that does. It does, um, it leads credence with like, I guess were they relying on that, or were they relying on Regal being already weak from the first battle? That's how he went down so easy? Like, that must be their justification for how easy that thing dropped him. Yeah, I don't know, dude. But you gotta think, like, that, the first one went straight through his fucking chest cavity, and then... You knew it was bad from there, and then when it just goes right through his fucking neck and he yes. makes that awful sound, like yeah. that's when you knew, dude. Dude, those, that was knew. a great 
that was a great battle scene, the entire thing. And then when Euron aims his his scorpions at the fleet, I like another another plot hole almost. Like, dude, did it not look like Danny could have just reversed around these guys and just torched them from the back? Yeah. Like, as I, I I guess the only defense you can maybe have for that is Danny couldn't. Danny's dragon would get shot down if he got close enough. Like they could keep him at a distance by just keep launching bullets at it or whatever. Yeah. But over overall, dude, I was reading the scene too when it was happening. Is I thought Danny was retreating on her own people. Did you? I thought she was piecing out of there and leaving them to just get fucked. I didn't think she was retreating. I just thought she was like. For, at first, I thought, like, shit was going to go down, but then I think she kind of realized, like, there's no way I'm going to fucking win this, and Drogon will die, and I'm probably going to die with him. Yeah. That it's like, she she just had to fall back to to some force form of land or whatever, but no, I, I didn't think she was, like, gone, gone, retreating okay. or anything. What, uh... If- what 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 does Danny do from here? These these battles have evened out. These odds that seemed immeasurable not two episodes ago are now pretty even, if not even slightly skewed in Cersei's favor now. Yeah, I I agree. It's... And I think that there were a lot of great scenes with this episode, but that the scene with Kyburn and Tyrion. It was so fucking cutthroat. Yeah, so we get we get a small contingent of Danny's armies going to the gate of King's Landing, where Cersei is standing with the Mountain and her and her whatever associates and Missandei, who was taken hostage during that fight, <clears throat> during that attack on uh, Danny's fleet, essentially by the uh, the Greyborn or Ironborn. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree. Unreal. When when it comes to the scope and epicness of, uh, I don't mean to use the word epicness, but I don't I, I don't know I don't really know another word though. But the those shots of Tyrion, it reminded me of almost the Last Jedi. Did that did it to you as well? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, where Luke and Kylo are like staring at each other on like that. and du- like that dusty mm-hmm. planet thing. That's what it felt like. You can just feel like. Holy shit! We have watched almost seventy episodes, maybe over just over seventy episodes, to see this. You see it it's seriously, just... and then it—I almost kind of thought like, how fucking horrifying would it be if they just took Tyrion out of it right there? And I felt like they could have. Like the last yeah. scene was just going to be him from afar, and then you just see the arrows, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And she could have. Like, why wouldn't Cersei? That like. This episode, I that I thought the hate for Battle of Winterfell was almost universally completely unwarranted, but this one I I do sympathize a bit. Uh, it almost breathes more life into the theory that they could be secretly plotting together the Lannisters. That would be horrible, dude. And speaking of the Lannisters, how did you read that Jamie scene? Because a lot of people are saying that Jamie's now going back to Cersei. Yeah. But, I- I thought it was just kind of like almost in a way that he realized he's going to be the one to fucking kill this bitch. I thought what so I too. Think. Okay, so I've only seen the episode once fully and I've 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 seen it uh I've watched it since over again but not in completion. So when he's talking to Brienne, 
Does he say, like, maybe you picked up on this. Does he say, like, Cersei's a hateful person and then I am too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, dude, I thought that, that's what I thought he said initially. And that definitely sounds like he's going to go kill her. Like, yeah, he's on his I, way to mess her up. I think I think being a hateful person, it was kind of just like, it was almost kind of a way of him saying, like, this is what you need in a time like this. Like, you need a hateful fucking person. Yeah, you need and someone I'm, who. And yeah. I'm that person. I agree, dude. I completely agree. There was, um, there was a couple scenes in the beginning where they're like they're partying and shit that I I really liked. I, I really too. liked the fucking Sansa and the Hound scene. I thought that was one of my favorite scenes in the entire fucking definitely in the beginning. I fucking yeah. loved it. dude. Even that scene. Have you been have you been seeing even that scene's catching flack? Like the why? Hound. They're like okay. Well, the the reason they're saying is they're like oh, Sansa shouldn't be thanking these people. Like, this is just the male, like, they're making it about a male, like, that the female needed to thank these men in her life for the rise she's had. It's just bullshit, dude. I just, it's more I, shit to complain about. Like, it was so well done. It was. It was well done. It, it was beautiful. Like, it was beautiful almost to an emotional aspect, where I felt like if you were a real fan of both characters, like, arcs completely that you would like feel some sort of emotional sympathy too and dude like towards that okay we've seen all almost everyone in game of thrones that we've seen who's still living started with more humanity than they finished with bran obviously the supreme example who went from completely human to completely unhuman inhuman but dude aria is the same she's went from human to no one sans is the same too she isn't like she said it perfectly. She's not that little girl anymore. Yeah, she is. This and is I think... she's lost humanity along the way, and it's made her a better leader because of it. Yeah, and it definitely did make her a stronger person. It's just kind of like it's sad looking back on it because we were just so confused about the hound and who the hound was and what he stands for, and like still to this day. He's such a complex character because, like, even last night, he didn't even reveal, like, the one true thing that would make him happy, which we still don't know. It's, like, it's up to debate as it it's could gotta be, be him killing, killing his out. brother. Yeah. But I just think, like, from an emotional aspect, it just gave us that that satisfying feeling that the Hound is human and that, like, he he honestly cares about both the Stark girls. And, oh, yeah. and a measurable mount. And a measurable mount. Yeah. It was the scenes, the Hound's best scenes so far this season have been his ones with the uh, with the Stark sisters. How, uh, dude, how much do you think that episode with him or the scene in this episode with uh, him and Arya is going to ex- play out exactly as what's going to happen in the future where Which... he's going to get fucked up? And instead of him, le- her leaving him to die, she's she's probably just gonna kill him instead. Okay, sorry. What? Which which scene are you talking about? So you know the scene in in the, it's like the morning after the party, and the hound's like on his horse leaving, and Arya catches up. Oh to the yes, hound. yes, yes, yeah. And there's kind of like this scene where he says like, "If I if I get fucked up, are you gonna leave me to die again and shit?" and but it's it's kind of like that, and he says like I don't I'm not expecting to come back, and then she says you know I'm not expecting to come back either. Yeah, 
scary. It is. It is scary. Um, I th- I think I've shared this theory with you on our first Game of Thrones podcast. Do you not think that San like I think the most likely outcome is the Hound beats the Mountain, but the Hound is mortally wounded, mm-hmm. and Arya puts him out of his misery with maybe yeah. her bow and arrow right through the head. I think she's definitely going to be the one to put the hound down. But she wants to kill the mountain too. So you think she'll let the hound kill the mountain? I don't know. It's, it's like the thing is, I feel like if Arya kills every fucking person, if she kills the mountain and Cersei, it's just going to be like, they might as well call it Game of Arya. Like, <laughs> it, she's literally the most overpowered fucking character. Like, they have to save some fucking bodies for the rest of us. Do, do you still feel confident in your theory that Arya's going to survive the season? <sighs> Definitely after last night. It, when she said, I'm not expecting to come back, that's definitely hinting at she's probably going to die. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm willing to say I think she'll somehow survive, dude. I hope so. She, it, that, yeah, it could be she anything. Killed the, she killed the fucking Night King. But I definitely think it's probably like one of them is going to die. Like one of them actually isn't going to come back. And I had to, if I had to bet, I'd bet it's the Hound. Yeah. How fucking crazy would it be? If the mountain kills Arya and the hound kills the mountain, that would be fucked. I could not see Arya. I can Arya cannot go out that way, dude. That'd be fucking gnarly, dude. Do you think? Do you think? Oh, oh man, there's just so many predictions. Let's wrap up this episode and then we'll go. We'll go. We'll dive further into it. Uh, let's flash through a kind of a, the final scene we see here now. Missande obviously gets gets goes horizontal. Goes yeah. vertical to horizontal really quick. Uh, she lets out one final, you know, war cry, Dracaris. Were you half expecting a dragon from behind just torch the place or something like that? No, I wasn't, like, expecting that because Drogon was at such a distance, too. But I kind of just felt like <laughs> it was a pretty sick last word to say. Yeah. You know, and it was just kind of like something that, like, Danny would be proud of. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... It's their thing. It's their yeah. thing. And it it was a good I have you have to give Game of Thrones credit when it's a do. When there with when there's so many theories and so much speculation, it's almost like whatever they do, nothing will surprise you anymore. You know what I mean? Like you've heard so much theories and speculation, but it was a good curveball having Masande die instead of Grey Worm. Oh yeah, completely. I, I was not you were expecting, expecting that. it the other way around. Yeah, and you were expecting sure. Grey Worm to tie it in fucking Winterfell. Yeah, so you gotta get you gotta reward them when they successfully kind of it, throw a red herring the other way. Yeah, exactly. It's like you almost gotta. You don't expect any of them to survive the Battle of Winterfell. Suddenly they do, and then whoever you expect not to die just dies, just like that. And it's like always these innocent people too. If you yeah. call Masande innocent, but yeah, <laughs> poor Masande though. R.I.P. Poor Greyware, so man. Like, oh, yeah. you could tell he's he's fucking pissed. Uh, do you see, do you see those tweets? It's like Greyware about to take the capital by himself now. <laughs> Dude, do you think he he survives next episode? No. Oh no. yeah, no, no fucking way. I think he's, I think he's he has shredding to people though. He is he gonna to shred die. people. Yeah, I agree. His kill count next episode, like, honestly, set the over under at like eighteen. I'm serious. Yeah, I. That's think gonna he's... be absolutely a 
Grey Worm massacre, dude. He's we might see Grey Worm versus the Mountain, dude. Comic. We could see it. Where he gets cut down by the mountain or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I could see him probably like leading some final charge to give John some edge or something like that. I'm really curious what they're going to do with John in the next episode. Yeah, he, because, man, he's been sidelined. I, 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 but that once again, like we said about the Game of Thrones curveballs, I, I, I wasn't so, I wasn't super upset it wasn't John to kill the Night King. I thought it was a good, it was, a, uh, once again, it teased us into thinking we were going to get that fight in that flaming inferno during the Battle mm-hmm. of Winterfell. And then to not get it and have Arya instead, I thought was good. Like, like it, it leads to keeping it unpredictable. It really does. And I, I, I would appreciate more unpredictability than being able to predict the whole fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. So after Grey Worm and Masande, or Grey Worm and Danny see Masande just get just get tossed off that thing. Uh, there's a look in Danny's eyes that I don't think we've ever seen. Dude, she was fucking pissed. When she lost Rhaegal, like, that was it, dude. Like, she's fucking snapped. Yeah. That, that's she's what fucking she's snapped. snapped. She's gonna torch... Like, that's, that's what we think. Have you? So have you seen scenes from the next episode yet, or no? No, I haven't. Okay, we'll keep it... We'll keep it as spoiler... Okay, the scenes were much shorter than we've seen previously on the previ- on the other, you know, next time on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we're getting a siege next, oh, yeah, next episode, definitely. which is me and we're going to lose, or we're not. We don't really give a shit. But a lot of people in King's Landing are probably going to get torched. Oh yeah, dude, people are gonna fucking die. Like and when, when she said when she had that comment of like we when Danny had that comment of like, you know, we've given them surrender and you know, like who else can they blame at this point when the sky comes crashing down on their fucking heads? Yeah. Like that's the point where she she doesn't care if all those thousands of people live or die at that point, that she's she's seeing so much red that she's gonna kill fucking Cersei. <laughs> do do you think so? I think do I think she's gonna be the one to kill Cersei? No. Yeah, let's get into prediction. But she's she's getting to this point where she's gonna die trying. Yeah. What do you think of the whole Varys shit now? Because oh, he was comple- he was completely fucking sidelined this entire time, and now he's arguably one of the biggest fucking players. Yeah. Well, he's armed with the most powerful weapon of all, and he's always said it, knowledge. Yeah, and he fucking has it. And so, like, that's what I mean. This Aegon thing is coming out, and there's no way Danny survives it. Unless Danny's the only survivor, dude. That's it. The da- Danny Danny's not getting a team W here. It's either a solo win or she's getting bounced. And I mean, and the solo win is gonna come at a fucking loss dude like where she she will literally have no one i think if she wins drogon's gonna be fucking dead john's obviously gonna be fucking dead gray worm everyone that was there from the beginning is gonna be fucking dead dude and it's like what and sansa is gonna is gonna care yeah no seriously i it's i i like I, we should get into predictions now of what we think is going to happen. But part of my mind has zero fucking clue what's going to happen. No, me neither. Like, is the throne going to survive next episode? Like, it's this going to get torched? 
Good? Okay. Is torched. Here's a here's a big one. The big three: John, Danny, and Cersei. Who's dying? I want to say Cersei's got to die. Like as a fact that she dies this episode. I don't think she survived six, but like, I don't know. I think this one's got to be Cersei dying. Episode five, Cersei dying. Episode six has got to be the Danny versus John. Don't don't you think? I mean, it could it could definitely fucking play out that way. Like it it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. It also wouldn't surprise me if we lose like. What what if we did lose John or fucking Danny? It, it, it would be absolutely bananas. It would be bonkers. I literally don't know what to do. All bets are off at that fucking point as to who's gonna win. And how often have we said that the penultimate uh, is the is better than the finale? It's been the story of every throne season, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that the episode before the last episode is gonna be better than the end. Yeah. So that's where I I like if you could be honest, were you more more worried about the Battle of Winterfell if you can call back to then, or are you more worried now? It's fucking. I'm almost. Uh, there, I was both afraid of them, but I was like confident they could easily beat Cersei. Now I'm not confident at all. No. And the Golden Army, dude. I thought for a second there. When the gates opened, like with Kyburn and shit, the, the Golden Army was just gonna flood out, like all of them. <laughs> it, yeah, it, I, 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 dude, I, I seriously have no idea what's gonna happen. Oh, it's, it's, it's fun podcasting with absolutely no fucking clue what you're talking about usually. And we literally <laughs> do. We have, we have no fucking clue. I've, I, I, I want to say Cersei's gonna die next episode, and that it's just gonna like be the resolve of Danny and John, <laughs> aka one of them dying in a tragic way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... dude, it it could be like, it almost could be a ballet of death thing, where I think John dies because of Danny, and Arya is gonna kill Danny, and then something's gonna happen to fucking Arya, Arya yeah. and it's just gonna be Dominoes. like. We're, we're losing people, dude. And, like, I, I'm sure you've heard this. Our listeners, if you like Game of Thrones, probably heard this, too. What Danny said about Episode 5. How she's like, this is big. Like, you're going to see some shit. I wonder... I, 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 I think we do see a bit one of those big three die. I would put money on it. I you think... Um, yeah. One, one, of them, one of them's definitely going to die. So if I'd, I gave I'd you, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Sa- or if uh, Cersei is alive in the very final episode. Yeah, I would. I would be too. I think. I, I I don't see how she's getting out of this. Like I I don't. There is one scene from the next episode which I wish you saw so we could speculate on it. But it would. It's almost going to be better if you don't watch it and then see it next week. Like it's just a a cut scene where like remember how we were talking about on um. Well, we didn't, uh, I, I forget which podcast we were talking about this on, where I said, like, oh, this looks like Tyrion looking over the edge. Uh, oh, edge of the yeah. Of the Walkers. There's a scene that's similar to that in this one, where you just see a, a reaction of a character. And I, 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 I have no idea what it, what it means, but I'm so hyped. 
Okay. You'll see. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Do you, uh, I think what might happen is Varys is going to try and kill Danny somehow. But I think what might come to fruition is because she keeps Varys on this, like, like arm's distance away kind of a thing because she knows at one point he was trying to kill her probably that I think we're going to get like this let on scene where it looks like Varys is about to kill her, have someone kill her and she's going to come back and she's going to end up killing Varys because of it. Does Varys survive? I feel like between him and Tyrion, I think Varys is probably going to die. Yeah. But it, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if fucking Tyrion somehow. Well, dude, I, have no, even... I have no clue what Tyrion's going to do in the next episode. We have no idea of Tyrion's fate right now. Like, he, he just got hit by that beam in the water. No. Oh, no, wait, no. Because, right, I have my shit crossed. Because then we see him we see him on the island. On, uh, what's yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I just don't know, man. I... I I, I I would like to see Tyrion is now surpassed. Like I I go up and down with him, where sometimes I wouldn't mind seeing him die, and then sometimes I would really mind seeing him die. And right now, I really don't want him to die. I would I, I would have been pretty fucking sad, dude, if she lowered her hand on that and just had the fucking barrage of arrows take out Tyrion right there. Oh my god! I don't know what? why she didn't though. Truthfully, like no, I I seriously speaking. don't know why she didn't either. That would have set up um. What what a sour taste would that have put in our fucking mouths, dude? Like first the beautiful Masande just gets fucking beheaded, and then Tyrion just like that. Yeah, a like, real power is power moment though. Again, hey, from Cersei. Yeah, like, to Tyrion, she just puts fear in him, and then continues the negotiations. But we let's wrap it up. Well, that was pretty good. That was a good catch up to our. Of our last two episodes, two episodes that we both really enjoyed. I, I I'm counting down the days till next Sunday. Yeah, I'm really I, fucking excited, dude. We're in the final, final, final stretch of Game of Thrones hysteria. It's gonna be so sad when it's over, but we gotta just remember to enjoy the moments while they're here. Yeah, and any, they're fucking here, dude. <laughs> any final predictions? Any off the board picks you want to see happen next week? Uh. I, I'm going to stick with it despite all everything. I think Arya's going to survive. And I just, I don't know. I got to believe that Jon Snow's going to live too. Is Jon Snow going to rule the, the Iron Throne? I feel like it's almost, if he doesn't, people are going to force him into it. You know, just like yeah. he, was, he was basically forced to be the king of the North and so on and so forth, dude, that it's just like he's his destiny. Yeah, it it's is. His destiny. Whether he likes it or not. Is Danny pregnant? Yes or no? I don't know. I feel like they would have mentioned it by now. No, I'm gonna say no. She's not pregnant. That could be that could be the only thing that maybe makes her good, dude, is having a kid. If they go that ending though, I would call it a cop out. Yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be Game of Thrones. Did you want to talk about Cersei being pregnant and her kid killing her potentially? Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's. I forgot about that. So, first off, something I mentioned to you, which I've since, after seeing mentioned it to you, I've seen it being brought up on, on Twitter and stuff, is 
Tyrion obviously pleaded to Cersei for her unborn child's life, saying, if you start this war, you're not, you're both aren't getting out of this. Yeah. And we, I think it's got to be strategic on behalf of the cinematographers and the directors and all them not to show us Euron's reactions to all this. Would you agree? Yeah, but you got to think, he fucking, he heard that shit. Yeah. So for those of you who are kind of being, uh, we'll, we'll paint the story for the viewers. Euron obviously has been told now by Cersei that there's a baby inside of her. At least I was decoding the scene that way, were you? Where he was yeah. on his knee. Yeah, absolutely. And she said, there's a prince in here. Your prince is in here, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Tyrion obviously... Yeah, Tyrion obviously talks about the pregnancy that has already supposed to be Jamie, if there even is a pregnancy. Jamie's the father, for sure. And no, no doubt. What's that? I said no doubt. Yeah. Well, but what what is this? What do you think is gonna happen with Euron now? Well I feel like it's gonna be a plot hole if it, if Euron doesn't bring it up. Yeah, Euron's gotta bring it up, at least with some I think we'll see that as one of the first scenes in our next episode. And like one of the introductory scenes will be Euron kind of being like, what was he talking about? <laughs> or like, you, how did he know? You know what I mean? Do you think it could bring Euron on to leave? Oh, like to kind of cross Cersei, maybe. Yeah, to just be like, you know, f- fuck this. Like, you lied to me kind of a thing. Like, I seriously, we, we just would have raised a Jamie's fucking kid together. Yeah. Maybe, maybe since Tyrion didn't necessarily say it's Jamie's kid in there, that Euron's going to assume that it was one of Varys' spies who relayed the information. Yeah, that could have happened. But I don't know, man. I think it was definitely intentional not to have, uh, not to show Euron's reaction. Is there a chance Cersei gets killed by her child in childbirth? That would be pretty poetic. That would be fucking wild. And what if a child turns out to be a fucking dwarf? Yeah. Oh my god. And it could happen, dude. Incest baby, for sure. It could. It um, could. There's there's so many ways it could go, dude. I feel like it's... it's m- the odds of the baby not being born, though, are are way higher. Yeah, I think it's going to get cut up, for sure. Um, do you think we'll see Braun again? That was another crazy fucking scene, dude. Because he, <laughs> he literally could have just killed them both right there. Were you worried that he might? I was... I was I was definitely uncomfortable watching the scene, dude. I don't know about you, but I was. Yeah, I had no idea I, what was going to happen. I was like, I feel like we've never seen Braun like that before, too. And it was just like, you can't fucking trust anyone in this show. No, can't trust the mercenary, especially, especially a sales sword. He's hopefully he gets high guard, though. Fuck, if anyone deserves it for what he's done for those Lannister boys, he deserves it's, high guard. It's true, but after like. I don't know. After everything he did, it was so funny when he shows up and Tyrion asks him with like this funny look on his face, like, where's your drink? <laughs> <laughs> and he just has this fucking cross. And why do you have that? <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I, I almost want to see him get cut down, dude. Like, I'm, I'm almost kind of angry at Braun almost in a way. Yeah. Man, he's just trying to get, he's just hustling, though. 
Yeah, he is. He's out here trying to fucking eat. <laughs> feed his kids, feed his horse, that kind of thing. All right. Well, Barrett, thanks for joining once yeah, again. Another another great episode. We'll, we'll be talking. We'll be talking Thrones before next week. I'm sure. Probably have a podcast up after next week, leading into our series finale. And then we might, dude. We might be in the final stretch of our Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, this we might, seriously might. Unfortunately, we, we have maybe at most two more. Maybe yep. we'll maybe try to call in Jaren into the uh, remotely now that we have this working again. Jaren, as you guys may remember from our first Game of Thrones episode. Um, but yeah, without further ado, thanks again, uh, Barrett, and Game of Thrones intro music by HBO. No copyright intended. No copyright infringement. Uh, take us out. <laughs> <laughs>